Welcome to the Seated Above podcast, where you will be empowered to live an ascended life in Christ mystically, financially, physiologically, and governmentally. Here's your host, Brian Orm. What does it mean to live multidimensionally? Are we in two realms at the same time? How do we become more aware of this? How do we live from a higher vantage point in Christ? Are there practical ways to engage in this place of our seated position in Christ, truly our cosmic position in Christ. Stay tuned for this episode of the Seated Above podcast as we dive into this and more. Hey, welcome everybody to the Seated Above podcast. I'm your host, Brian Orm. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It would be super helpful if you could leave a rating, a review, share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, maybe even some people you don't really like. And so you might be thinking to yourself, what in the world is Seated Above? Why is this podcast called Seated Above? Now, if you don't really know who I am, one of the things I'm super passionate about is empowering people to live an ascended life in Christ. This entire podcast is dedicated to empowering you to live an ascended life in Christ mystically, financially, physiologically, and governmentally. These are the four quadrants we'll be exploring in this podcast, different topics, different guests, and some fun discussions along the way. And so this is what we're doing, my friends. So we're going to bolt ourselves in and jump into this topic of Seated Above today. Where does this all stem from? Well, it's from the finished work of Christ, of course. But Ephesians 2.6 says this, Paul wrote, And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, he's talking in the present tense. He's not saying, hey, guys, really far off into the future. There's going to come a point where you are going to be seated with Christ But until then, you're going to be barely making it, crawling on the ground. You will have no position. No, he's writing this in the present tense to the audience, the Ephesian church, saying, look, right now, you have been raised with him. You are seated with Christ right now in the heavenly realms. Romans chapter 6, we were co-crucified. We were co-buried with Christ, co-resurrected. And co-ascended with Christ. When he ascended, we ascended. We have been elevated to the highest height of the heavenly realms. The celestial arena. I would call it our cosmic position in Christ. By no work of our own, by the way. Through the finished work of Christ, there's been complete and utter access established. The pin code to the kingdom of God is in Christ. Beep, boop, beep, boop. That's the pin code, my friends, that gives us access to all the abundance, the supply, the inheritance, the fullness of God. John 1, 16. Of his fullness you have received grace upon grace. I mean, good Lord Jesus, what does it mean that we've been given the fullness of God? Now, it's important to know who we are in Christ, our identity. This is foundational as a son, as a daughter. 
we'll be having these conversations in this podcast, but it's also equally important to understand what we are in Christ, who we are, our identity, what we are, our spiritual composition. We are a new creation in Christ. We're a multidimensional creation. How is it possible that we're seated with Christ in the heavens and we're here on earth simultaneously? Well, 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, Those that are joined to the Lord Jesus are one spirit with him. Your spirit has been made one with Christ, spirit to spirit. There's no distance. There's no separation. The laws of physics do not govern the spiritual space. Our spirit is not bound by the natural laws. It's Your spirit is much bigger than your physical frame. So think of the reality of your spirit encompassing so much more than your physical body. That's how you're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, and you're here at the same time. How cool is this? Now, prior to Christ, we were living, functioning, having an awareness of really a lower level of living. When Adam and Eve fell, they didn't just fall into sin. They fell through multiple dimensions of awareness. They were hiding from their connection with God. They were trying to put on a false covering, preventing them from that place of connection that they very naturally had. So their levels of awareness was affected. But the beauty of the finished work of Christ, we've been brought back to original intent and original design, and now that original position. In fact, your origin is not Adam. Ephesians chapter 1 talks about how before the foundations of the world, we were in Christ. We were in Christ before the foundations of the world. We were found in Christ long before we were ever lost in Adam. And now through his work, we've been brought back, born again. Our spirit has been made alive Romans chapter 10 talks about how our spirit's been made alive through the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our spirit was like a black hole sucking everything into it, and now the polarity has been reversed, and our spirit has been made alive through his righteousness. In fact, in Proverbs, it talks about how the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, and so think of your spirit as a light. Which is interesting because all throughout the New Testament, we see this correlation of sons and daughters of God as the light of the world, as being likened to the stars. And this is super interesting, right? You know, John 12, 36, while you have the light, believing in the light, that you may become sons of light. Now, of course, this applies to the ladies, and it goes both ways, you know. Men, we are also the bride of Christ. So when I say sons, I'm encompassing all of us. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5.5, 5, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor darkness. We are all sons and daughters of light through our quantum entanglement with Christ. To be a son, a daughter of light, 
means the light of Christ is the most dominant and defining characteristic in our life. Ephesians 5.8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world, light in the Lord. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Matthew 13.43, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Romans 8.12, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, this light and power that now shine within us. Philippians 2, 15, 16, shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. And then Daniel 12, 3, those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky, and those who turn many to righteousness will shine like stars forever. Remember, Abraham was given two promises, really one promise, but two types of dynamics within that promise. He says, hey, look, God says, I'm going to give you more than the sands of the seashore. Every continent has a seashore. The Jews were to be scattered across the earth. He's talking about natural descendants. Then he says, I'm going to give you more than the stars in the heavens. Well, who are these cats? The born, the ones that are the above born, born again in Christ. We're born again, not of location, we're born again of revelation. We've been brought back to original purpose and design and being likened like the stars. You will be given more than the stars in the heaven. Looking ahead to that day when sons and daughters will come in by revelation in Christ. Come on. Now, if we look at the natural stars, they have some different functions. You know, the stars in the heavens. First and foremost, they light the earth. Well, we already looked at in Matthew that we are the light of the world. So the stars in the heavens light the earth. We are the light of the world. The stars in the heavens, they are signs to the earth. You know, there are 12 houses of the zodiac. We're going to get into this in another podcast. There's nothing to be afraid of with the 88 constellations that are up there. From the beginning of Virgo, the Virgin, to Leo, the Lion at the end, Every constellation announces the good news. It proclaims the glory of God to the earth. Come on. The heavens are speaking. The stars are releasing a message night after night, week after week, year after year. So just as the stars are signs to the earth, we in Christ are signs to the world that there's another world. Like, you're a portal to another reality. In Christ, you've been woven into the eternal one. Because of this place of oneness and union, all fruitfulness flows. But from this place of union, things begin to happen. Supernatural phenomena begin to take place because of what has been deposited within us and what is waiting to come out of us. So we're assigned to the world that there's another world. And then the stars in the heavens, they govern the seasons of the earth. One of the things I love about the prophetic, this is when we're hearing God, seeing, sensing for somebody else or a people group or a city, a region, a church, etc., etc. But let's just say for a person, the future is being drawn into the present as we hear and sense 
what God is saying for that person. And the awesome thing about the prophetic is a prophetic word can be spoken that ushers in a shelf life, an expiration date on a current season, and brings that person into a new season. It cancels the old season and ushers them into the new. I love this about the prophetic. And so we talk about the stars in the heavens governing the seasons of the earth. In Christ, we should be governing the seasons of the world. We should not be a victim of whatever the season is. This is not about lording over people. This is affecting the atmosphere, the current season that our city, our region, our nation is in. Believers in Christ should be governing that space. Come on, someone, somewhere. And so we have to understand this reality. We have been seated with Christ. Our vantage point is so much higher. You know, Scripture talks about the cares and affairs of this world, that we're not to be consumed by the cares and affairs of this world. Most of what we're facing in this life is not circumstantial. It is perceptual. If we had the proper perspective, if we had an elevated line of sight, we would see properly, interact properly, and to begin to govern properly. All of this because we've been seated in our cosmic position in Christ. Now, I say cosmic because God is the God of the cosmos, and we've been seated in the highest place of the heavens with Christ at the right hand of the Father. How incredible is this? And again, this is by no work of our own, but only through the finished work of Christ. We can stand firm against the enemy, when we realize that we're seated above him. Think about that for a moment. Paul talks about this repeatedly. Stand firm against the enemy. Just stand. It's like he doesn't say shadow box with the enemy, start getting crazy. It's like just stand firm. We can stand firm because we're firmly seated with Christ in the highest place of the heavens above the very enemy that is in our face. And then on top of that, we're hidden in Christ, the safest place in the entire cosmos. There are a lot of people that are looking for safe places. Well, in Christ is the safest place there is. When the enemy tries to come up in your business, just remind him, hey, do you want to come in where I'm hidden, you know, hidden in Christ? I don't think you want to come into that place. This is a crib. You're going to have some problems if you start entering into this space. Now, here's some practical things we can do to kind of increase our awareness of not only our oneness with Christ, but our seated position in him. You know, this is something I've done. You can do this in your home with a bathtub or a bucket. If you're near a river, a stream, or the ocean, a lake, a body of water, this can work really well too. But What you want to do is get your foot in water, one foot in water, and one foot, again, if you're at a body of water, one foot on the the beach or the side of the river, wherever you're at. But if you're not near a body of water, you can just do a bucket of water in your bare foot. So one foot's in water, one foot is on the ground. And what you're doing is you're training your brain 
to recognize. So think of your foot in the water as I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. You know, water is referred to as the spirit many times. And so I'm in this spiritual dimension, but I'm also here in this physical dimension. So my foot on the ground, I'm telling my brain and teaching my brain to help myself interact from my elevated position in Christ as well as my position here on earth. And it's just a physical act that we can do that begins to train our brain to recognize this and begin to pick it up. And as you have your foot in the water and your foot on the ground, just simply declare out loud, I am seated with Christ in the heavens and I am here on earth. I have an elevated position with the highest vantage point there is so that I can have a proper perspective here on earth. Yeah, come on. Another thing you can do is just through your breath, breathing in through your nose as long as you can to hold that. And then as you hold that breath, begin to set your intention on, I'm seated with Christ. I'm holding my seated position in Christ. And then as you exhale, set your intention on the fact that I'm just breathing over that which I've been given responsibility for. I'm breathing over that which I've been given dominion over, which includes the earth. Picture yourself breathing over the earth from your seated position in Christ. As you're breathing in, you're breathing in the life of God, the finished work of Christ that has established all of this for us. And then you hold that breath, you're holding your position seated with him. And then as you exhale again, you're exhaling over all that you've been given responsibility for, that you've been given the power and the mandate to have dominion over, and you breathe over that, that it would be blessed. Yes, indeed. So there you go. We are seated above, seated with Christ. Those are some practical things we can do. I love incorporating normal things in my life in practical ways that help me connect to the spiritual dimension that we are seated in. So, Father, help us to understand this. I just declare, let there be light over our minds that we come into a greater revelation of what it means to be seated in the heavenly realms, what it means that we have co-ascended with Christ. We thank you, God, that this has been established, that access, the doors have been opened, inheritance has been given, supply is flowing. So I just declare over you, you would be empowered to live an ascended life in Christ, mystically, financially, physiologically, and governmentally. Yeah, let it be in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. If you want to go a little deeper, I do have some private podcasts that I go deeper in some of this content and other content on my Patreon. Just go to the show links. You'll see four different tiers, all different types of access and courses and engaging prayer sessions and Q&A, all sorts of good stuff. So make sure to check that out and other links that are in there as well. And I will catch you next time on episode number two of the Seated Above podcast. Peace, everybody.
You've been listening to the Seated Above podcast with Brian Orme. If you've enjoyed the episode today, please share it with someone who appreciates living an ascended life. Want to go deeper into this type of content? Head over to iBorm.com to access Brian's courses, workshops, coaching, and more. 